0: What's up, Drop Pod listeners? You can check out new episodes of the Drop Podcast every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find all of our content on YouTube at the Drop Golf Podcast and on our socials. That's Instagram and Twitter at the drop underscore pod. No matter how you consume us, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Follow and listen along.
1: This episode is brought to you by All County Exteriors. All County Exteriors is a third-generation premier exterior home remodeling company celebrating over 40 years in business. In a remodeling world where the average remodeling company only survives in business for only five years, All County Exteriors has stood the test of time providing their customers with top-quality roofing, siding, windows, and doors. They service homeowners and builders with anything from small repairs to large additions. All County Exteriors is not just limited to construction. They have a deep passion for giving back to their community and are charitable supporters of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, the American Cancer Society, Roost for Troops, and Parents of Autistic Children. If you have planned to do any exterior modeling, call the experts at All County Exteriors for a free, no obligation estimate for your project. Just call 732-370-2780 or email them at info at allcountyonline.com. That's 732-370-2780 for all county exteriors, for all your remodeling needs. This is the Drop Podcast, where we talk golfing in the Garden State. I'm Mike Poro, and this is Ryan Coulot.
0: What's up, Drop Pod people? Oh boy, we got a big episode for you this week. Uh, let, let's start off with some housekeeping stuff, Mike. Uh, as we As we usually like to do, we've kind of gotten in this. We are coming up. On three thousand followers on Instagram, uh, quite, quite a feat, Mike. I'm, I'm really glad that we're getting there. Um, you know, I know that we talked about having uh, some kind of giveaway or something. We're kind of in the beginning phases of that, I would say. But keep your eyes open. Uh, if you are listening to this and not following again on, on, uh, on Instagram, it's the drop underscore pod, uh. Go check us out. Love a follow. You know, again, we say it all the time. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Uh, I don't know if you guys truly understand how far that goes for us. So, again, coming up on 3K there is, uh, is a pretty big deal. All right, this week's schedule. Yesterday, episode 11 of TPI Tuesday. Uh, Dr. Mike and I were saying that I can't believe that it's already been 11 episodes uh again i think it's 11 of 12 weeks we just missed one at christmas time so um pretty big uh pretty big deal there uh coming up there so really getting into like like a workout i feel like mike we're out of like the out of like the stretching and and um kind of stabilizing and getting more into the um like oh, like a workout kind of thing You know, it's been, uh, it's, it's really starting to ramp up. So go check that out. That's on YouTube. Um, again, pretty much a YouTube only vehicle there for TPI Tuesdays, but that was yesterday. You're listening to episode 73. Uh, and again, just want to remind people that if you are, you know, you want to watch what's going on or, or you're on the go and, and, or can't get it on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, we are also streaming this on YouTube. Uh, you know, we, we got the, the video version of this up there, so you can check that up on YouTube as well. Tomorrow is going to be another hole, uh, another verse. Uh, I take on the 12th hole at Tidewater. It's a beautiful par three. Uh, over you know, full carry over Marsh and against the bulkhead is a large series of bunkers, which I think. You will be interested in their location Uh, and and we'll see how I do on the whole. So um, Ryan verse coming out tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, And then we got some more stuff coming out next week. So stay tuned there. Mike, I am, and I know you are super, super excited. We got, you know, it, it might not be the white whale, the you know the the captain ahab you know the infamous whoever that might be for us but we got one of them uh we have the adam schefter of golf as you called him and i love it danny Rappaport from barstool sports uh he's on the foreplay podcast with uh with riggs trent frankie and the boys and and um it was it was he was generous enough to give us a half an hour it was an incredible uh spot with him really awesome having him on so that was that was a huge uh huge for us and and super generous of him he's big time like he he's national he doesn't need to give uh, you know a couple guys like us time and and it was generous that he did so uh so Danny Rap thanks for coming on uh he's our he's our guest so make sure you stay tuned listen to what listen to what Danny's got to say at the uh at the end of the show here Let's piggyback onto that, Mike. Uh, coming out next Wednesday is episode, uh, I'm sorry, season two of Full Swing, uh, which Danny Rapp is in. Um, season one was awesome. You know, We talked about that for last summer and seeing all the things that, that the PGA Tour got access to and, and Netflix got access to, I should say. Um, and season two is coming out. So I'm super excited. I can't wait to binge watch that. Uh, it's going to be a real doozy of a season, and uh, and I know we talk about that a little with uh, with Danny in our interview. So um, again, Danny's coming on at the end here. Make sure you stick around. Last kind of bit of housekeeping here, Mike. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Ryan McCormick for making his first cut uh, the Mexico Open. Great job, Ryan! It was it was great to see. Uh, I saw some some pictures uh, that you know his friends and family had posted uh, about, you know, getting to watch him on, on TV. It was really cool to see. So that's a big, uh, a big get. I didn't see what his, uh, you know, where his finishing was yet, but, um, as he's you know still out on the course, but, but good for him. Congrats. Uh, congrats, Ryan. I'm, I'm making a cut there.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, just to real quick on that. I think he ended up finishing top 50 was where he finished, but to make the cut, the dude went three under in his last five holes to make the cut Friday afternoon. I was stalking that, that leaderboard and kind of seeing like where he's at. I saw Chris had, had withdrew because he got sick. I saw Max withdrew because of his back. And then I kind of was scrolling up the leaderboard to kind of see where Ryan was. And at the time he was outside the cut number and uh, he was at my, he was at plus one and the cut was minus two. And the dude ended up going three under his last five. And, you know, I thought that was super impressive to make the cut because like anything, you got to get a little confidence going and it's, it's nice to see him cash his first paycheck this season.
0: Yeah, no doubt there. Uh, Mike, let's, uh, let's get, let's get into it. Let's get into it. I know that you're super excited. I'm super excited for this. The fairway face off you versus me march madness style uh we did our draft we went live on sunday um we said noon it was a little bit after so sorry for people that were that were waiting for us uh but we we were able to make it work we we got out there we did our selections do you want to run through them? how do you want to break this down mike you you want to well, let's talk about some of the sleepers and and how you feel about your draft how i feel about mine and
1: yeah. So, I mean, just to, to kind of recap, I, again, I want to thank everybody that, that was tuning in to the live feed. I mean, that was really cool. Kind of seeing people in there commenting on it, you know, you know, you and I joke around, like it's, do people even care at times? And the obvious answer is yes. So when people do, it's, it's even more, uh, appreciative from our aspect of that. So, you know, 1230 on a Sunday afternoon, not, Many people care to listen to what you and I have to say, but people do. And it's 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 cool to, to be a part of that and in that little like ecosystem, so more or less. But about the draft, listen, you know, it was it was tough. I mean, I think like if you watch, you saw that as it got down to like our last three picks, 14, 15, 16, a lot of our boards were clear. Um, we had to kind of go deep in terms of like what are some other spots that may have not made our initial list get on a new list at the current time. And I think we did a pretty damn good job of finding 32 public golf courses that we have not played in the last 12 months or so that have an opportunity to see our rear ends, you know, because like we've mentioned many times, whoever wins, we will go and pack our bags, North, South, East, or West, wherever ends up being on top of probably seeing others on this list. But the guarantee is that the winner will see us um, live and in person. So I'm excited. I, I think the matchups are going to be super fun to kind of echo some of the things that we spoke about on Sunday, like voting goes live tomorrow at 11 AM. It'll be all over on Instagram. Like you said, at the top, make sure you follow along, um, because you want to get your votes in and 11 o'clock it'll run for 24 straight hours starting Thursday. Um, and then the following week's episode, you'll hear about the results. And it's exciting. I know last year the engagement was insane. The amount of comments, shares, votes, nonetheless, everything was just off the rocker. And I'm excited about this one because we're bringing a lot of different golf courses into play here. Some that we haven't talked about, some that we have, some that we just never got to. Um, And some courses that are looking for, you know, round two. They maybe thought they got slighted last year and they thought their team should have won or their course should have won and they didn't. Um, Well, now they got a second go around. So, i'm excited i i think it's i think it was a good draft and i'm kind of curious to see how this whole thing ends up
0: yeah I, I really am too and i know um as if you were on the uh on the on the uh live stream there i had a a couple more ready for you um that i just wanted to share. I know we said we, I don't want to give anything away, but, uh, the, the four others that I had left, uh, Royce, Brooke, rock Lee town and country and Bowling green Four others that I had there, um, ready in the chamber. But I I thought it was, it was honestly, it was, it was uh, a lot of fun to kind of go through, be strategic, think about like, you know, a mixture of like wanting to play the course. On top of like the engagement we get on the course, so um, uh, I know that there's some interesting matchups here that you and I have already talked about. Um, honestly, I, I think I think my first round matchup there with Bally Owen and you got Rutgers. I think that was a pretty good pull. If you were being serious about not uh, being out of courses, just kind of pulling one out from your rear, I thought that was a really good one. That's a that's a good. Uh, Bally Owen is a much from someone who's played both. Bally Owen is much nicer, but you never know how much Rutgers can 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 pop out for their course. And again, I don't I don't feel great about that uh, about that one at this point. So
1: well, I think there's sometimes you, you when you said you're bringing up some strategy involved in the, in the game here, and, and you held Scotland run to the end. I said, okay, well. I better have a joker up my sleeve because if I don't um, it could be a bloodbath. It truly could. And I'm, and I'm hopeful that RU you nation, and we can get, you know, everybody over there at Rutgers hopping on board this, you know, maybe we can get um, all the, you know, all the athletics, the golf, the, you name it. I know we have a lot of Rutgers followers on there. If we can get coach Chiano to, to, maybe share it. I mean, listen, you never know. You never right. know what's, you know, you never know what DMS I can send here and there to, to <laughs> kind of spruce things up a little bit. So I had to stick you with know, the Ruckers thing. I said, okay, let's, let's toss them a bone and see if they come through. I know they're, they battle in the big 10, but Hey, throw out a yeah. sleeper there.
0: And that's my, that's my disadvantage that you, that you got over. You can, you know, Send a couple extra DMs here and there, but but yeah, that's it. That was a great pull with Mister Irrelevant there pulling up Rutgers. Um, as Mike said, I picked Scotland Run. Mike was not able to pick Scotland Run since he played it last year, so I let it drop all the way down. I picked it with my 14th pick, um, so it's going to be going up against Crystal Springs um, in the in the first round. So we know how how highly Mike talks about Scotland Run, so. We got, you know, we got a one that's really a great course. Uh, probably should be a top, a top three, either on your side or my side, if we were just going off the course itself. But again, I knew you couldn't pick it, so I wanted to see if I could pick off one of yours early. Um, again, kind of going with the strategy there. Um, I like my my Seaview Pines. Uh, Seaview showed out last year, Mike. We, we saw how good they were. Those people, they they really came out to play. And it's going up against one that you really uh, are, are have been itching to play I, again. I I kind of played it last year. I got to play all twenty seven, a little different style, which I've been saying. But it's going up against the seven ten in Nishanic Valley, and that's again a, a big. That was the uh, finals
1: last year. That yeah. was the finals. It was Nishanik versus Seaview Bay, and that was the finals. And to your point, like, yeah, now we have, you know, we have what really could probably be two of our biggest followings mm-hmm. in terms of course supporters in an opening round matchup, which, listen, if you had asked me, like, what matchups do I see as, like, wow-like mm-hmm. golf courses, that was up there. That's a heavyweight you, one. Heavy, you brought up Scotland run and Crystal Springs. Two different ends of the state—you got the north, and you got the southwest. Well, I should say northwest versus southwest. You got you got a little bit of mixtures there. Mm-hmm. But if I had to ask you on on your side and my side, who's your sleeper that you're looking at this? And when we reconvene the finals and the championship game, who who do you see as like you know what? I know I got them here, but you know, or do you just think you're you think the favorite in terms of Bally and you know, Francis A. Byrne, your Skyways, or do you think they're just gonna carry you through?
0: So I, honestly I feel really good about my draft, especially with getting Scotland run so late uh down there. Um I, I feel really, really pretty good about my uh about my draft. I really do. Um do I think obviously that like again I, I worry about Rutgers with how big Rutgers could get taking out Bally Owen, um, Charleston and Francis Byrne. I, I don't. I'm not terribly worried about. I think Skyway should roll Riverdale. Um, I think Wild Turkey should should run wild over Running Deer. Uh, puns. All of those puns intended there. Um, and I, I, yeah, I I thought I, I really like my uh, my courses here. I, I thought that I thought they came out pretty solidly. I, I like them. Again, the one thing I will say is I don't know the social side as well as you do or really at all. So, Hey, maybe, maybe of course like Tamarack East is blowing it up on social media and I just don't really, don't really know that. And they're going to, and they're going to take out uh, hominy Hill because maybe hominy Hill is non-existent on socials. So, uh, so that's something that I, you know, I don't know as well, and that is something that definitely comes into play here. Again, I do know that CView and Nishanik both show out, so I think that is a that is a Tyson Ali in their prime matchup right there.
1: George Wall Ford in Red Bank, New Jersey, is family owned and operated. Proudly serving New Jersey residents with superior customer service since 1960, Rye. Share your story about your experience there.
0: Mike, I I went on a tangent in one of our episodes previously about it, but I can't say enough good things about George Wall Ford. Um, I needed a new car. I had I had an old. Uh, I loved the brand that I had. I loved, you know, it was an SUV, but had 165,000 miles on it. It was just time, you know. So I hopped on over to George Wall Ford. I saw a guy, Jerry, um, and Jerry and his team were awesome. I mean, from from stem to stern, they're there, they're helping, they're knowledgeable. Um, They have so many cars on the lot that you can go in and say, hey, I want a sunroof, a navigation, I want this kind of rims on it, I want this kind of, this, that, and the other thing there's there's a great chance that they have that car with all your specs the color all that thing me i didn't particularly care i just i i I was like hey i i want to be high up on in the car right i want i I need an suv i'm a big guy i got a dog i got golf clubs i got beach chairs in the summer i need something that's a little more rugged a little more um again i like to be higher in my car and i went and saw jerry he pointed me in the right direction and and again it's it's awesome to have that kind of help and support from your salesman to the finance guy to to even the, they got somebody who helps you set up your car, right? I got an app on my phone now that's got my auto start on it. I can locate my car if I don't know where it is. Uh, I could take a trip to, to Japan if I wanted to and be like, did I lock my car? And I can go into the app and lock my car. So um, even even you know people helping you set up that stuff. It just the hands-on approach over there is is incredible. So if you need a car, head on over to George Wall uh, they, and go ask for Jerry. They were awesome there. Again, stem to stern from everybody. I can't say enough good things about it. It was an unbelievable experience.
1: So to Ryan's point, there isn't a better place to shop for a brand new car. Just call 732-704-1932 and ask for Jeremy Wall. George Wall Ford and Red Bank for all your car buying needs. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I totally agree. I, I think this is a huge shout out to all the golf course, all 32 that are involved too, because this is just another way when you share all these stories that get posted to, Hey, listen, let's get our name out there more. Let's get people talking about it. Um, and when you can start seeing all the votes that start to compile, it's like, all right, well, well, there is a lot of interest about our place, and all we're trying to do is, is to continue to highlight that. So I, I will throw this sentiment out there that, hey, listen, all these golf courses, we'd appreciate you sharing these stories so more eyes and more clicks go on it because, again, it helps both parties here. So I, I know when I look at the the top 32 teams in the sense or courses that we drafted, I, I kind of think the sleeper on my side is architects. I do. I think architects, after seeing it pop up in Golf Digest a few weeks ago, talking about some of the holes on the golf mm-hmm. courses, I think the, the idea that it is kind of like a one hole is a different spot kind of draws the average golfer's interest a little more. Um, and And I kind of have a gut feeling that, like, I won't be surprised if architects kind of slides down these rankings further and further along in this process. Um, But to your point, like, I don't know. I I mean, the following helps. It matters. You know, I I would say I would say architects is is kind of a sleeper on my side. And then I, I do think. I do have on. a sleeper
0: on my So, like, I wouldn't consider Architects a sleeper because it's in the top five, right? It's in the even, even top four. It's in the top 25% of your thing. Uh, I, honestly, I think Seaview Pines for me would be that sleeper if you wanted, like, a true sleeper. Uh, back half. I uh, know it's got a big following. It's not as nice as the Bay Chorus. But, like, for me, that's one that, like, is a little bit of a wild card, uh, I would say, in there for me. That or, uh, honestly, the other one would be Galloping Hill. That's another one for me that would be kind of wild card there for me.
1: Yeah, I, I won't be – I mean, again, I guess I can see your point in terms of architects being in my top four, you know, number four moving on. But I guess, I mean, when you think about March Madness, do you have a lot of fours winning the whole thing? I guess maybe a handful. But I, I would say, like, running deer is, is a huge, huge get out there. I think, I think honestly, running deer smokes the you-know-what out of Wild Turkey opening round. Smoke some. Smoke
0: There's him. another big one, though. That's a Crystal Springs resort. You know, there's a lot of people that follow Crystal Springs. There's a lot of, like, that's got a pretty big following, but so Smoke does Ron Jaworski.
1: So that's going to be Smoke interesting. Smoke show. Yeah. Smoke show. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so, I mean, I, I kind of like that. And, and if as you kind of project this bad boy out and you look all the way up and down, Hold
0: on. Before you get there, let me ask you. Let me ask you this question because it, okay. it sounds like you're ending that part of it. So let me ask you this: out of all of the out of all the courses that I picked that you were that were on your list, and I'm going to do the same. What was one that you were like? Oh, I really wish I had that course.
1: I, guess there, I, I I, mean, I guess there were two. I, Francis A. Byrne was very high on my list, and mm-hmm. I was surprised to see you take that at number two. I, I had a gut feeling it would be on there because it's highly talked about. I just didn't think it would be that high on your list. I didn't. And then, obviously, Skyway is also one because I know that's... I, and I had a gut feeling that'd be high on your list because that is somewhere we tried getting to so many freaking times last year. We just couldn't make it work. Those are two... But obviously, when I look at where they are for you, they're very high as well. So obviously, my thought process about it may be a tad lower on your list just clearly was not right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I went with Francis because I know that it was going to be high on your list. And when you didn't take it at number one, I knew that I had to take it or you were going to take it. I, I had a feeling that, that it was just like a, a way for me to keep it, you know, to keep it mine. Uh, and then again, same thing with Skyway. I felt like Skyway kind of fell into my lap there because of how much we've talked about it and and the traction it gets.
1: Yeah. My number one wasn't switching. I, my, I, the old bridge golf club, the Rose is, is number one on my list. I've actually had a few conversations with people over there about us going and playing, um, we're going to wait until the golf course is is ready to go in terms of the spring season, healing things up from the winter. But I've, I've had a lot of conversations with people over there. They want us to come over. I'm itching to go because when you're talking about like, you're talking about brand new built golf courses, like this is the first one and I can't tell you how many years. So for me, it was like, okay, I've heard about Balio and I've heard about all these other spots, but in terms of like the want and the desire to go make it happen, I know nothing about this place. It's brand freaking new. So to me, like my number one was like locked in. I just was crossing my fingers that it wasn't number one on your list.
0: So, so honestly, it, it was probably number four on my list, uh, and and maybe even up higher. But like when you didn't pick Francis or Skyway, it's like I had to pick those. Uh, I'm super interested in picking the Rose again. What brought it down a little bit for me was was the following. I don't know if it has the the traction because it's so new that's the only thing or the only reason why but um honestly i think there's,
1: there's some sneaky juice uh, i
0: and again that you got that over over mm-hmm. me uh i i think you took um again i, I didn't feel like i should take nishanic so that was kind of off of my off of my list there but the two for me were were architects uh and lbi national that was one that i was like lbi really i i I really want to get to, I know it's close. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking that um, we play LBI national and then you invite me over. We have a nice home cooked meal together. It would be, it would be quite lovely, but uh, I don't think, I don't think. One a, of that, those I don't though.
1: think a, that will happen. <laughs> um, but I mean, let's let a man dream, right? That's what they say. Let a man dream.
0: <laughs> but uh, LBI National with their with their redo, and I know that uh, when you went over and played it, it it wasn't in the best condition because of its new, you know, undertaking and whatever. But uh, that's one that I'd like to get to as well. And again, I played Architects with a couple buddies, had a great time. Maybe eight, 10, 12 years ago, something like that. Uh, and would love to get there again. It's really a cool place. And, and being now, even from then being now a little bit more of like, uh, like into golf course architecture, that for me is one that like I I would like to be able to see and understand truly.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I I like it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm, I mean, I'm super excited to get this bad boy off the ground. I'm the, the draft was fun. Um, but I guess, I mean, you got to talk about, uh, let, let's pick a final four. Let's pick a final four. And no offense, the way it could go, it could be all, could be four of your squads. Right. Right? It could be four mm-hmm. of my squads. It could be 3-1. It could be 2-2. Two, two. Like It could be a lot of different ways, depending on how the matchups go. Do you have a thought of maybe, I don't even know if you want to say final four, do you have a final matchup? Do you have a winner? Like, project and predict what your thoughts are by just looking at things.
0: It's tough when it's not in like the bracket form, right? Like I didn't, I didn't get to like draw them over. I, 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 I feel really good about my, I honestly, I feel really good about my top three. Um, Scotland run being so low, I think might be able to pick off one of your, one of your top ones in that second round matchup. Um, so, so I don't, I don't, I'd have to write it out and it's, that's not like a podcast uh, thing, but maybe we do that, Mike, maybe we, maybe we put our, maybe we put you and me, we put it together and then we kind of set it out in pieces. Maybe that's something we do, but I I do like, I, I think my top three have a good chance of, of making a little bit of a run. As I said, I think, uh, I think you have a Nishanik is a is kind of a big a big one that I'd be scared at at 7 just to kind of do some damage. I don't know if it I'm not saying it would be the winner or anything like that, but um you know, it gets past Sea View which for me has a lot of a lot of eyes on it and then what does it go to? 7-10 goes to the 3-6 matchup.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So then it's playing uh Skyway or Great Gorge uh Skyway I think it's gonna beat River Rivervale Great Gorge is playing Renault right so I uh, yeah I think both of mine should should move on so the three six I don't know S- you know Skyway or Georgia, I I don't really I don't know uh, that that one does does make me a little. A little nervous, though.
1: So, who's your winner? <sighs>
0: the Again, winner I hate this. The whole thing. I hate this because we're depending it on how many eyes get to it,
1: right. which is and which part-
0: truly doesn't doesn't tell you which is the best course out there in New Jersey. No,
1: but it wasn't going to anyway.
0: So, was, I, because
1: we've all, if if that's a case, we would have thrown in courses that you and I know that we both had to leave off because we just played it. Right, I mean, we got to think about it. Like Ball would have been on in in the top thirty-two, but it's not because we just played there. So there are courses, if we're going to say the best, right. that were left off.
0: But best of the re- like, I could say best of the rest, and it's still not going to matter, even if we did it that way, because 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 might not get the eyes that somebody else, you know, somebody else gets. Uh, I I I really feel I feel really pretty good about Skyway. That would be that would be my
1: that's your, my number That's your three. projected winner.
0: Uh, yeah, I I really like Skyway in in its three seed getting a little maybe getting a little run. I mean,
1: listen, on- I, yeah, they have a great following. I I can't I can't lie. Skyway to their credit are are active on Instagram. They're constantly sharing things. They're they're not. Um, Afraid to comment on things, or even to frankly DM us back, and 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 I do value that because sometimes there are management companies that oversee certain handles of certain companies, so it's it makes it a little more difficult for me to connect with with people that way. Um, but but to your point, Skyway does a really really good job of kind of overseeing their operations um, and not having that that issue. So it's. It's definitely a um interesting one. So And which do you, I, you
0: feel then? What's what's your
1: I think I think the winner of the whole thing is going to be Berkshire Valley, my number six seed. Okay. It's it's an outside the box one. I know it's not like one, even if you look to what happened last year. It wasn't like one that went nuts and went crazy, but I just have a gut feeling. I don't know. I just have that feeling inside my bones. You know, I probably, maybe if you ask me for another one, I may have said running deer, but I'm sticking with Berkshire Valley. And we're going to bring this clip up in about four weeks when they win the whole thing. And and Magic Mike is going to be performing.
0: (laughs) Deep, uh, deep down the roster there. Uh, So that just means that, hey, my Galloping Hill people. Right, state golf association headquarters. You gotta show out. You gotta, you gotta knock Berkshire Valley out first round. That's what. That's what has to happen.
1: Yeah, that would be a sad. That'd be a sad day for me. (laughs) Sad day. Uh,
0: Mike, you got anything else from the wrap up? I I know we're gonna post it. Uh, you know, starts tomorrow.
1: Yeah, be ready to start clicking 11 a.m. It'll run for 24 straight hours. Um, and then next Wednesday you'll have to tune in to see where we're at and what the seeds are and who advanced and who didn't. um. So it's exciting times here. It's exciting times. It's going to start leading us right into actually teeing it high and letting it fly because before you know it, it'll be our turn to play.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm getting the itch. You know, Dr. Mike and I are talking about it every time we start doing drills, as I said, getting a little more exercise and like, or workouts. And like, this is like the golf swing. Right. And, and it's it's true. So we we got some big things coming on there. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to to getting this done. Um, you put out the, the schedule kind of and the and the brackets. We'll post them again, like what the matchups are going to be and all that. So. So stay tuned for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, again, I, I think you're I think you're in for a real treat, guys. All right. Anything else, Mike?
1: Nope, you covered it, sir.
0: All righty. Uh, we're going to send you now to our, our conversation we have with Dan Rappaport from uh, Barstool Sports, the 4Play podcast. Dan is the Adam Schefter of golf, uh, the golf media world. He's bounced around. Young guy that's got uh, – you'd say he's got a bright future because of how young he is, but his future has already exploded. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and – we had a, a, a again a lot of luck getting him on, uh, and it was a tremendous opportunity. So thank you to Dan uh, for coming on, and, and here's our interview with
1: Dan Rappaport. Enjoy. Comstock Yacht Sales has been the Jersey Shore's number one boat dealer since 1973. Did you know that Comstock now has two on-water sales locations to better serve the boaters across New Jersey? Their full-service marina is located at 704 Princeton Avenue in Bricktown, and their all-new sales location can be found at Navasink Marina and Seabright. Comstock currently carries some of the best boat brand manufacturers today. The team at Comstock is proud to be New Jersey dealers for Regulator Center Consoles, Gradyway Boats, Tiara Yachts, Seapro, Four Winds, and MGM Yachts. If you're looking for a new or pre owned boat or looking for help selling your current boat, Comstock Yacht Sales is the place to go. Go online to see their full new boat lineup or stop into one of their two locations today. They can be found at ComstockMarina.com. That's ComstockMarina.com. Or for immediate sales assistance, text them now at 732 604 1237. That's 732 604 1237. Oh boy, do we have ourselves a treat here today. We have one of the hosts of Barstool's 4Play podcast, what I like to refer to as the Adam Schefter of professional talk. <laughs>
2: I'll take that. Today's I'll take that.
1: guest is Dan Rappaport. Dan, thanks so much for coming on today's show, man.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it. I saw you guys, uh, I respect the I respect the hustle. They, I saw you guys tag me on Instagram a couple times, so I figured I'd, I'd come and jump on.
0: Uh, Let's just a couple. <laughs> listen,
1: I am a persistence
2: social- is key, dude. Persistence yeah. is key.
1: And I, and I swear to God, that's one of my jobs. Like Ryan and I have two different jobs when it comes to the podcast. Mine is all like the out in front, the social media side of it. And sometimes to your point, listen, you, you got to take extreme measures and maybe I, I get lucky and hit it and knock on wood. I got you. And I'm, yeah, listen, I'm here. I I'm can't lie. The, the audience, when I told a couple people on the side that you know, you're not going to believe who I got. They were like, "Get the hell out of here! No fucking way!" I'm like, "I swear to God, wait to happen." <laughs> so, listen, you're a big draw for us, and I and I can't thank you enough for for giving us a few minutes today.
2: Yeah, no, I'm happy to do it. I listen, I you know, I I really respect people who are hustling, so I'm uh, I'm I'm very happy to be here, and uh, you know, I kind of miss New York a little bit, just a little bit. So I I feel like this is. Uh, it's nice to nice to jump back into the kind of net section uh, <laughs> golf world. Uh, you know, I, I missed a lot of uh, – I missed a qualifying for a lot of tournaments in New Jersey. So, you know, I, I know it well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're happy to have you, Dan.
1: So, listen, yeah, before be we here. get diving into everything, because, I mean, listen, we have, we have a few stories that we want to share. But why don't you give the audience a little bit of a background about you, like the rise of Dan Rappaport, because – you know, to us, you're still a young buck who's really climbed the ladder. And and I know you laughed at the Adam Schefter thing at the top, but to me, I truly believe that. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are.
2: Yeah, uh, it's been fun. It's been a really good, a really good ride. I um, I was a competitive you know, player growing up, golfer. Uh, my dad was a huge golfer. I love the sport, always have from a young age. Um, went to journalism school. I, I wanted to to be a, a sports writer. That was kind of the gold standard. You know, I wanted to, to be kind of the next uh, golf guy at Sports Illustrated. You know, they had Rick Riley and before that Dan Jenkins and Alan Shipnuck. And you know, these are guys that kind of grew up idolizing. So uh, very much focused on sports journalism when I was at school, took a job uh, at Sports Illustrated right out of college. I uh, was just kind of doing nights and weekends, basically just embedding tweets in articles and then you know there was there wasn't much art to it it was very much just kind of you're young you're working at saturday at eleven forty five p.m so get someone on the blog and then uh the, i've got i've had a few real breaks go my way uh the first one was uh when i was at sports illustrated they they used to own golf magazine and golf.com that was a sports illustrated publication for a really long time and then i started hearing uh murmurs that they were they was for sale uh, that they were going to sell golf magazine and at the time, all of the golf content for sports illustrated was done through golf.com. So there was no, you know, I was, I would blog stuff about football. I'd blog stuff about basketball, but it was never golf, which is hard because that's what I love the most. So when I heard that, uh, that it was being sold, I just kind of took a chance and went into the, the, in my boss's office and said, Hey, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen here, but you know, I, it's my background. I've played all my whole life, this, that or the other, you know, I know, I know the game give me a crack at it. And then like a couple of weeks ago later, he, he brought me in and said, you know, they're, they're getting sold. And why don't you, you know, take a crack at writing some golf stuff. So I started doing that, um, started going to some tournaments and just kept writing. It was all writing at the time. Um, I, there was no, trying to get a podcast off the ground at that company was like, you like had to go through fucking both houses of Congress. It was like, so <laughs> trying to do anything was just so difficult. So it was just writing articles and articles and articles Um, but I always felt like I kind of had a little bit more like juice than just writing. I always wanted to, you know, do video. I always wanted to do podcast stuff. I just felt like it wasn't the best use of my, I guess the best way of putting it is I had hung out with other writers, like proper writers. And I just didn't feel like I had that personality. I just felt like I was a little bit more forward facing. So then, um, I got a call, uh, in 2019 from Max Adler, who was the, uh, editor, still is, I believe, the editor-in-chief of Golf Digest, and they had just signed Tiger to this big content deal. Uh Discovery, which owns Golf Digest, had signed Tiger to this big deal. He was going to do what this thing was called Golf TV. He was going to do all this video content. This was like right after he won the Masters. So like Tiger Mania was kind of back. Um, and they were looking for a young person to basically kind of liaise between Tiger's team and the magazine. Go to all the shoots that he's at, you know ghostwrite all the all the articles that he quote unquote writes. Um, you know, go to all the tournaments that he plays in. So I was 24, and he called me and said, "You know, you want to follow Tiger Woods around the world?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Okay, great. You're going to Japan next week." So I went to Japan the first week. Um, he won the Zozo Championship, and and it, we were flying from there. Um, so I was there for I was at D- Digest for about two and a half years, um, and I I I, I got an incredible opportunities really during COVID to go to so many events because I was young, you know, before it was like, you kind of, there was a lot of people who worked at Golf Digest who wanted to go to events. That's like the fun part of the job. So it was always like, I couldn't just pick and choose where I wanted to go. But once COVID happened, you know, a lot of these guys had families. I was like the sacrificial lamb. I was like, I'll fucking get on the plane. I'll go anywhere. (laughs) So I think in 2020 and like 20, yeah, 2020, 2021, you know, I probably went to across those two years like 40 tour events and was there all week and I was just like on the road and making relationships and um but I was still a little bit frustrated that I I felt like I wasn't getting I felt like there was more stuff that I could do that I if I just had the resources and sort of the belief to do it um that I could that I could make some cool shit uh but you know large boats turn slowly is, is the is the, the phrase I like to use. Like Digest has been around for a really long time. They had a really set way of doing things and they weren't just going to give me everything that I wanted, which I completely understand. But then Barstool basically said, we will give you everything that you want and we'll give you this platform, which we've already built. And those guys already had already built something really incredible when I got there. And we have all this production talent behind the scenes because I'm fucking useless. I can't even edit a podcast. I can't edit a video. Um And they said, "Great, we don't need to do any of that." I said, "I want to move to Los Angeles, back home." They said, "Great, no problem." I said, "I don't want to go to tour events all week if I don't have to." They said, "You can make your own travel schedule, basically." And they like, you know, increased my pay significantly, and it was like a it was like an absolute no brainer. So (laughs) that
0: seems like the dream right there for you. It was
2: yeah, it was amazing, but it was scary because you know, like I said, I I wanted to work in traditional sports media for my whole life I never you know barstool sports was never was never really a thing when I was in school and then I mean and then it was an Instagram account but it never really felt like it was something that I could do but then and and what was what was so great about it I think is that they I was concerned that they were going to want me to like go full barstool and take a nickname and go to the office and be on the yak and all this stuff. And they were like, no, 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 no. Like we are hiring you because we like what you do. And we feel like you can bring stuff to our brand that we don't already have. We don't want to hire you and have you try to become something that you're not. And so I feel like it's been the best of both worlds where I've been able to create a lot of the stuff that like this caddy series that I do, where I caddy for a pro and interview them. I've, I pitched that to, sports illustrated probably four times i pitched that to golf digest probably five or six times was told no every single time and then we made the first one and people were like fucking love it and i'm like yeah, what, what why what, what, why didn't you what was well, i tried i tried to do this <laughs> with you guys and then i'll still get messages from some of my old coworkers being like this is so awesome i'm like great i tried to give it to you 25 times
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we call that old man media are we allowed to or does frankie have the trademark on that
2: yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> listen, I don't I I have a lot of a, a lot of genuinely really good pals uh, Chris Powers is one of my good friends, Steve Hennessy, both New York guys who I they were We had Steve, both, on. We had Steve yes. on a couple of weeks ago. Steve is the man. They were both at my wedding. Like those are both really good guys. We still have a, uh, we still have a group chat called guardians of golf media where we just send each other, uh, other people's tweets that we think are stupid. Um, so, <laughs> so I still have really good friends there, but those guys, those weren't the guys who I ran up against like decision making. Those guys were always super supportive and they always, they were always on my side. It was more kind of the higher ups who I felt like um, just because they were fifty years old and they'd been an editor in a magazine for twenty five years, felt like they knew what good content was and and knew you know what was worth it and what wasn't. And I just got I just was really really frustrated by that.
0: And at some point that's going to change, right? At some point those guys are going to leave the industry or leave the business, and guys that are in. You know that are younger that are growing up in this more podcast, more video driven. They're going to take those and be more open to those roles. But it's already but, it's already but, happened. I
2: mean, yeah. I already I already look at Digest and some of the stuff that they're doing with Luke Curtinine and some of the stuff that they're doing, like putting their people. I just I remember I, I remember one time I I um I was I was doing really well. I don't remember what it was. I they had written a big article or, or whatever it was, or I you know Twitter was going well, and and I got a call from my boss at the time, and and he based the he was being really, really strange on the phone. And I was like, what are you like, what, 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 what are you saying? Like, what, what are you, what is the purpose of this phone call? And he was basically like, you know, I just don't want you to get too big of a head, you know, and just don't, you know, cause I don't want other people to, I don't want other people at, you know, at, at digest to think that like, you know, you're getting special treatment. And that's when I knew I had to leave because if you're, that's if if, you, if you're, if your reaction to someone having success is to not want to offend other people who aren't having as much success, that's fine. But in my position, that's it's not gonna be a place that I want to work.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and now because I think what you do now for what we all enjoy watching, the speed golf to me nowadays, that you yeah, yeah. think dude, I, I love that. I must Thank rewatch you. those on TikTok repeatedly yeah. because I think it's really cool when you put these professional guys who at the end of the day are really just normal dudes who love yeah. sports, who love golf, and you can kind of put them on, you know, like give me a quick answer, go. Dude, that's yeah. so creative. It's so good. yeah. Great.
2: It's just different from all the stuff that they that they get normally. Like you can, you know, you can you can ask a guy to tell you about his up and down on thirteen, but it's the same answer that he's given thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Yeah,
1: and he doesn't um, want to do it like, again.
2: Yeah, it's just like he's just going through the motions. There's no, it's not fun. It's not, you know. So I just wanted to kind of highlight their personalities, and I also think you know I was lucky that I I overlapped uh, at Northwestern with with Matt Fitzpatrick, and we became close friends, and I think that really like being like genuinely really close friends with a tour pro i think you just you just sort of understand how they operate you understand what what they want to do what they don't want to do and then the other guys know that you're friends with that guy and then that was kind of how i first started like developing contacts in the world is like they knew that okay if this guy's friends with fits he's obviously not like a creep it's not you some know
0: jabroni right yeah exactly yeah yeah to use a to use a jersey word yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's always it kind of like gives you some cred to it that you're hey he's already in this crew he's already part of this this guy so he's again he's not just just some local local schlub trying to get something he's friends with one of us
2: yeah he's friends with one of us and and you know he's not trying to uh, gotcha situation you know and and I think also being able to you know play at a pretty solid level helps a lot so it's just I just feel really fortunate that everything's kind of aligned um you know, and, and I'm excited to keep making more cool shit because there's a lot of cool stuff that I haven't done yet. Um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a fun ride. And then Netflix happening last year was was crazy. We got that show coming out in two weeks, um, season two. So yeah, things are good.
0: That's huge. Yeah. That's yeah. quite as Mike and I were talking before, it's just like a meteoric rise. And kind of in the same way that what's his name um Brian Windhorst, when he just started, he was like, "Hey, follow this LeBron guy." And it just like skyrocketed for him from there. And I feel like it's the same for you. It's like, "Hey, follow Tiger." And and then now you just again roll these opportunities. It's it's been it's been great. Yeah.
2: To see. I'm very grateful for my time with like hanging around Tiger. I wish it wasn't so short i mean there was a little window there in 2019 when i started where he was playing fucking unbelievable like uh when i my first week on the job i went to japan he won then he the president's cup in australia he was incredible so i I got this little three-month stretch of seeing him maybe not at you know peak 2000 or 2007 levels but he was pretty damn good and it was unbelievable i will treasure that time forever like i you know he's already 48 so it's you know who knows how much longer it's going to happen but you know when i'm 48 and tigers you know with gray hair, I'll be able to tell my kids, you know, like I saw this guy when he was at the peak of his powers and it was something to behold. Yeah.
1: So it's funny you bring up Matt Fitzpatrick because I got to I got to share this story. I grew up playing Manusquan River. um, Okay. And and that's that's where uh, his
2: wife is from or his fiance, right?
1: Yeah. So, so Catherine's from there. And obviously when he wins at the U S open and that's a huge part of season one in Netflix and, and you're there, you're watching so the following week.
2: Yeah, he came over it, there with the U.S. Open com- trophy, right?
1: Yeah, so he comes. So the next week at the golf club is the member guest. It is the biggest damn week the club has. Just like any other private club, like member yeah, guest yeah. weekend, we all know, like, all right, you got to be on your A game. You got all these guys right, coming. Right, So it's Thursday, the practice round. Matt Fitzpatrick shows up. No one knows he's showing up, except I think maybe Catherine, maybe the head pro knew that he was coming over. But he shows up. They go to the the caddy master goes to get the bag out of the trunk, and in the front seat is the United, open United <laughs> States Open Trophy. And people are now going crazy. Matt Fitzpatrick's here. Trophy's in the front seat. It's in the front. Matt Fitzpatrick shows up. He's got the damn trophy in the front seat. Goes out and plays golf. Like it's amazing. I and I Ryan, I say this all the time. How things just get like interconnected one way or another to like. Matt Fitzpatrick, Manasquan River, having a guy like you on. His wife is, you know, grew up, mom always playing at the club. Like talk about your relationship with Matt Fitzpatrick and how all that came about.
2: That was that was so funny because I remember he was they had just like kind of just started dating at that time. And it was like kind of
1: getting serious.
2: It was like kind of getting serious. And I remember, you know, even before he won. I was asking oh, what are you doing next week? Because, because I was living in New York at the time. And, yeah, so we were like, he was coming to the city and we were going to get, you know, we played some golf and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm going to visit this girl. I'm going to visit this girl. And so after he wins, I'm like, so are you still going? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he goes there and then he comes up to the city and I'm like, so how was it? He's like, yeah, it was good. It was good. And I'm like, uh, or her, like, is she like a golfer? Do, does like her family play golf? And he's like, Yeah. I'm like, oh, so they like, they were like watching. He was like, yeah. I was like, so you just, I was like, so you just turned up to meet the parents for the first time after winning the U S open on TV. He was like, yeah, I was like, so With were you US just open like, tri- I was <laughs> like, so were you just like, you know, the it's swinging around the biggest dick in the history of the world? And he was like, he was like. Honestly, yeah, kinda. Yeah,
0: just <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, buckled like, if, into I was the like, front seat.
2: Yeah, I was like, if this girl does isn't in love with you, then you are doing something wrong because that <laughs> there is there is no stronger entrance you could possibly make than going to her hometown directly like the day after winning the U.S. Open trophy and bringing it with you. So yeah, yeah, and that's great. You know, we've uh, we were super close in college. We were super close. <clears throat> The first couple of years after he was playing the Challenge Tour and European Tour, and then when he started playing the PGA Tour, we'd hang out all the time on the road. We're still dear friends. We had dinner last week in L.A. It's a little bit different now. I'm married. He's getting married. He lives in Florida. I live in California. You know, we used to talk all the time. It's more of like a mature friendship relationship now, where you know I see him a couple times a year. We have dinner a couple times a year, um, but just living in different cities, it's hard to maintain relationships like that. But yeah, he's 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 a good one. He's a really good kid, and um, I'm I'm really happy for him. I think that I think that this uh, relationship has softened him in a way um, and given him something uh, to care about outside of golf uh, because he is so he's such an insanely dedicated professional when it comes to to his sport uh, that it's nice for him to have something else. You know, I think there was some <laughs> no. I mean, it's like I remember when he. Um, I remember the Ryder Cup uh, at Whistling Straits 2021, I think it was. And, uh, you know, he he, I think he was single at the time. And, uh, you know, he he had a really, really shitty Ryder Cup. He struggled. He He struggled. He he struggled big time. and, And he, on the last hole, he fatted one into the water to lose to Daniel Berger. And he didn't look at his phone for like three days afterwards. He was like in a really deep, like fucking... You know, uh, like a dark place, because I think, you know, when you care so much like he does, and it's one of the reasons why he's so successful, but it's sort of a double edged sword, because then when you're not like, I remember when he used to play bad, it would be dark, you know, and I because that's, that's what his life was. So I think now he's got a little bit more balance where, you know, if he plays shitty, he still has someone to make him happy Um you know, when the round is over, which has been really nice to see. And it's it's cool that he's got these new Jersey ties now for you boys. Yeah.
0: yeah. A little more perspective for him
1: there. He's yeah, been over there a yeah. few times too. He's, oh, he's no, that was there a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's he's he peeks his head out every so often and it's kind yeah, of like a quiet thing, he, but he's there.
2: Yeah, he definitely doesn't like he does that, you know, I was a member at Quaker Ridge in New York and he's a uh he's an I got him in a you know kinda hooked him up with an honorary membership there too. And he does that too, but he doesn't like he doesn't like go and like do a clinic or something. He'll just go with Catherine and like play nine holes and like not want to see anybody. And he's nice if people come up to him, but he's he's like the if if he never had to do an interview ever again, I think he would be very happy. <laughs>
0: but that's got to be the case for a whole bunch of them, right? Like they gotta be like, hey, this is my time to like get away. Like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play nine with my fiance, my girlfriend, like just just or even just like my friends. I just want to be like be cordial, but just like. This is some quiet time for me. I got the interview well, side. I got the big golf side. But
2: but there you know, are certain there are certain places where that's super normal, like in Florida, like, you know, these clubs where they're used to seeing pros all the time or like Arizona, right, where they're like, this is just part of life. But it's not really a thing like in Westchester, or New Jersey, right. like it's just because there's not pros don't really live there. Pros don't really hang out there. So it's like, yeah, if you go to Whisper Rock, you know, and and you see Max Homa, no one's going to blink twice. But if you go to Manasquan River and you see the U.S. Open champion, you're going to be like, what's going on
0: here? Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. yeah. Big time. yeah. But uh, uh, hey, real quick, Mike. Danny, I, I got to jump off. I wanted to thank you for coming on. This is yeah, really great. Yeah. Appreciate it. And, uh, and hopefully we'll get to see you in person, have you on another time, something like that.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. Happy to do All it.
0: Right.
1: I I do also, you know, obviously your Quaker Ridge connection was another draw for me, you know, because I, I think I knew, well, I don't say I think I knew Brian Gaffney at one point was the head golf professional there before I got there before you got there. Okay. So when we sat down with Brian and we talked to him, you know, he told us he had like the course record and things there at the time, whatnot. So I was like, you know what, let me reach out to Chris Gabriel, because I know Chris Instagram and chatting. And I can't lie. Another guy that had so many positive things to say about you, um, you know, he, I kind of said like, you know, from the behind the scenes, you got to know Danny Rapp on a whole different level. What's he like? You know, trying to, you know, do my research before sitting down with guys. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like to know what I'm getting into. But he had brought up a time that he had a trip planned to go to the Masters, and you guys were having an event. And he was. Yeah. You were you were able to hook him up with some tickets. And listen, I just thought another guy that said so many nice things about you that you know, un, unprovoked more or less. So I yeah. think again, that's a it's a nice thing.
2: Yeah, Chris is a good guy. He's a good player. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I, so I played with that actually, and I and uh, at uh, at I, I, think he, I think he. I think he broke the record, but it was unofficial because he hit two off the first tee, but he didn't birdie the first hole, so it was sort of like. Felt kind of bad because he was like, we had just got out of the car and he hit it. I don't know if you have played there, but the first hole is a par five and there's a bunker down the right side. And if you hit it in the bunker, you're not going to get there in two. Um, but there's no range. You know, you know, it's like in a lot of these courses in in the uh, Med area, they just yeah. they just never really Nothing. had a range. And yeah, so. You're right out of the car. We had driven from my house or my apartment in Brooklyn, which was like an hour drive. We're right out of the car. And he hits what he like kind of fans one in the right bunker. And I'm like, why don't you hit another one? Like, you know, go go for it. He hits it down in the middle. Doesn't make birdie. We don't think anything of it. And then he shoots 63 at the end of the day. And we're like, fuck. Like, I can't believe that you didn't that you hit two off the first tee. So I don't know. I don't know what Chris's low is out there, but I don't think he shot 63 out there yet.
1: He did he didn't because he said to me, he's like, I want that course record. And it's funny you bring up this two haggis that story because I think we had him on maybe a few weeks after. We had him on a few weeks before you, he did that with you. So when I was listening to the story, I was like blown away. I literally texted Stu. I'm like, dude, you just were in – you just almost shot the course record. He's like, oh, dude, I messed one up on the first tee. I'm like, it's so funny because I just had listened to your podcast. I heard exactly yeah. what you said. So it was kind of crazy in that respect.
2: Yeah. Stu's a good guy. I was actually on the phone with him yesterday. Yeah. He uh, He's playing the Masters again this year. Pretty incredible what he's, what he's been able to do. I think there's people are super jealous of him, and I think it colors a lot of the sort of media coverage of him. But I've never had anything but like he's been very, very kind and, and generous with me, and we've played golf together a number of times. So, and I respect the the crap out of what he's done in the game because it's it's something that a lot of people talk about doing. But he and I've seen it like when he was in New York, like he would go in the morning and work out, and then he would and then he'd go to his job, and then he would go like hit balls for two hours and like. He has a putting mat in his apartment. I don't think he's living in New York anymore, but he had like a putting mat in his apartment and he would just like drill on the putting mat in the apartment. And I think everyone has this kind of idea of like, oh, I could be this like guy who does both. And he actually did it, which suit a lot of respect for that.
1: dude. And it's crazy. You say so many nice things about him because us being, me being this little guy for a little podcast in New Jersey, kind of just, inching around and DM and DMing people getting connected with him and him sharing his number with me and, and us just randomly at random times, we'll just text about things. And it's like, Stu Haggis that I look at, is like this big, big, maybe go down as one of the best amateurs ever For, is, texting he some is, little, yeah. right, is texting some little guy like me as if we're buddies. It's like, yeah. it, it's crazy. But you know, talking about a, a career, like I look at what you got coming on at, at the Myrtle beach qualifier yeah. like yeah. dude that's gotta that's gotta tickle your fancy a little bit in terms oh of like, yeah let's get going because oh, yeah. i hear you you're a competitive dude you're not oh, yeah. going there just to like make some content like come on
2: no we're getting, i'm 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 practicing i went and, I, I drove
1: fucking two hours
2: two hours <laughs> for a lesson yesterday and went right back in the car and drove back home afterwards um it's pouring rain out here now but i think i'm gonna go indoors and hit some ball like i'm look, I don't expect to win that there's a lot of guys. There's not a lot of guys, but there's only 16 of us, but there's guys who, you know, play professionally and have done this for their whole lives. But listen, anytime you have a scorecard in your pocket and you care about what you shoot and especially when other people are going to be paying attention, right? Like I used to get nervous for Ike qualifiers and Met qualifiers and no one was paying attention, right? <laughs> now the entire world is going to know what I shoot. So you just don't want to embarrass yourself out there. And I, I think I'm in a good spot because I don't, I don't think pe- no one's expecting me to win, and I'm not expecting myself to win. So it's not like there's pressure. It's just an opportunity to shoot a good score and and you know and challenge myself. I played in the good good thing uh, a couple of weeks ago. We finished second, Willie and I, which I thought was really great. We you carried we Willie. Like- let's I let's go spade to spade. Yeah, i i yeah. watched the whole
1: listen i yeah. i'm a huge fan i'm a huge fan yeah. of yours and and it's i i jokingly say to ryan all the time like when you joined barstool and you were able to like use the special code to buy a shirt to help a guy like you were the code that i used to get my stuff cheaper you know like so like i i watch i i, I love your competitiveness i i listen why not why not you yeah, listen. It's one round of golf,
2: pal. It's one it's one round of golf. That's that's true. I, we'll see. We'll see. I I mean I've never shot lower than under in competition, and I don't think under is gonna get it done. So we'll see. But I'm I am I'm working hard. Um I'm practicing. I've got I've actually got some time. Um it's it's coming at sort of a nice time in the schedule. Like last week last week with Riv, I, I couldn't really play all that much. The week before that, I was in Phoenix. I've got some time, so so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out there working on it and and uh I just want to shoot. I just want to shoot a good score. I just want to have fun. Um, and and hopefully, uh, not embarrass myself. That's that's kind of the goal number one.
1: Yeah. I, I listen. I I'm. Why not you? Is, is kind of like the, the hashtag. I like I'm, going, I'm going. I'm going with the last thing I'll leave you with because obviously I listen can sit here and pick your brain forever. But let's talk about Netflix. Obviously yeah. that the season two is coming out. I know you have a huge play in that and and a huge role in what goes on there. Like again, being a golf nerd and fiend as I am, like. You live and breathe it. Watching that thing, like I'm itching to start that up again. Yeah, talk about what you expect season two to be like.
2: I think it's going to be better than season one. I think that there. I think that wow. um, season one was well, great. I, season one was great. I think that the producers became part of kind of a fabric, the fabric of life on tour this year. In the in a sense of it was just like, oh, those are the Netflix guys. Like I think before, everyone was very guarded because no one knew what the product was going to look like. No one knew, you know, what the show was going to look like. Now they've had proof of concept in this in the season 1 that was super successful and did better than all their projections. And so I think guys are there's a trust level now between the players and the producers of okay, maybe you know, I'm okay with them coming with me in the locker room or I'm okay with them coming with me in the car because I know that they're not trying to tear me down or that the final product is not going to be something, you know, unfavorable for my image. Um, So I think, you know, I've seen a few episodes and I think the access is incredible. The merger episode is something else. Um, You know, it just, it's just so fun, you know, with everything that's, that's happened since, you know, it's only been what eight months since that merger happened, but it feels like it's, it's still going on. We still don't know what's happening. It's, it's, it's easy to forget how crazy it was when it happened. We, we turn on CNBC and just see Jay Monahan and Yasir all remind, sitting yeah. next to each other. Everyone's like, is, is there, was there something in my coffee? Like, I, I can't believe I'm actually seeing this. And so it just relives that from, from very, very close to it. You know, they're, they're with the players, they're inside the player meetings, you know, in Delaware, they're just, there is a, there's a level of access that they had this year that I don't think they had in the first year. Um, you know, I think there were some guys who I was hoping might be featured who aren't featured. So there's definitely still a little bit of, some guys are, you know, they don't get paid. So some of these guys are like, oh, what, what what's in it for me? Um, but the guys who are in it really, really opened up. I'm really looking forward to seeing the Keegan Bradley episode because I want to see that phone call where he doesn't, I haven't seen it yet, where he doesn't get on the Ryder Cup team. I know they were there for that. Um, so I think there's some, some more moments this year that, You know, I think my one critique of the first, it's not even really a critique because the show is not made for golf nuts like us. It's made for the general public, was that like if you followed golf, there wasn't that much like new. I guess the Brooks Kepka, like him opening up and and being so emotional was kind of the one thing that was was different and new. But if you were a golf fan, you know, you knew about Jordan and and JT's relationship. You know, you knew about Matt Fitzpatrick and his statistics and all this stuff. I think there's a lot more behind-the-scenes stuff in this season that uh, even people like, like you and like me who, who eat this shit up every single week, um, aren't familiar with.
1: Yeah, that's great. And I guess, I guess knowing that you're on a Taylor Swift kick these days and Alec (laughs) Bush, a huge fan, like what, what do you think is the end game for live in the PGA tour? Um, God, how is,
2: Oh, end game? Because that's, I was like, where's the Taylor Swift tie in here? Um,
1: yeah. Come on, God, bro. Man, I mean, I, Alex is going to be pissed I, at that one, dude. <laughs> He's going to be mad at that one. I don't know. One. I don't know.
2: I don't know. You know, they asked, I, I did a little panel the other day and they, and I, and they asked me this question and I, you know, I don't think, I don't think that Yasser knows. I don't think that Jay Monahan knows. I, you know, I, the one thing I am hearing a lot is that the department of justice is just like, not really going to let it happen. That's kind of what that sucks. it seems I when, I talked, that. when I talked, when I talked to people uh, in the know, you know, they think that the the, the the governments, with everything that's going on in the Middle East and Iran, and Iran, that they're just not going to let this happen. I, I saw the ratings for uh, Genesis, and they were very bad. And I, I'm I'm wondering if like we are reaching that point where fans are tired. Golf is just not big enough or popular enough to be split the way it is. And I desperately want everyone to come together and play in the same tournaments. I don't think that this is good for the long term health of the sport. So I'm hopeful that the, that the Saudis are involved in a deal i'm hopeful they can split up the calendar you know maybe have some live team weeks have some individual weeks do it around the world kind of what rory's been talking about but it's still at this point a pie in the sky it's not that close to happening it's really not you know i I don't i don't think that i don't think that we're really that close to seeing brooks and bryson and rom play in the same tournaments as, as rory and scotty and 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 victor it's which is a shame
1: yeah. Leave it to the United States government to botch that one too. So, you know, listen, uh, you yeah. know, it's just, it's the same thing. I, there's, there's some things you guys can go meddle in and, and worry about. This is not something that needs to be worried about. So, but listen, I, I can't thank you enough. I literally could talk to you for hours upon hours, but <laughs> listen, if you're ever in the New Jersey area, Northeast, listen, no one's faster to responding to DMs than I am. So don't be afraid <laughs> you can fire one my way, but thank you again so much for coming on today's show.
2: Yeah, of course. Happy to do it. We'll do it again soon, boys.
1: Thanks, pal.